Motorsports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Yeah, I'm getting nervous here, hey? This this show today, you know, from bodyguards to CEOs to, yo, know, vice presidents, former, all manner of things. And that is why we love sports so much in the country. Um, and I think there's going to be one issue that's going to really tie me up uh, to my next guest. I'll, I'll tell him in a second. Uh, he doesn't know, but I'll tell him in a second. Uh, because... I've been having conversations uh, for many, many years, especially within the NBA, an organization that's always, always, always been very close to me as well as very close to this show. Kind of leaves me empowered and also knowledge-fueled. It's not even because basketball is one of my favorite sports, but simply because I get to learn deeper about the organization that is far one of the best-run sporting associations in the world. So much so that it goes into making... The NBA, the NBA. Who do I compare them to when I say, who's going to be better than NBA? The next word that pops up, NBA, is better. So, um, and that's what's been thrilling in recent years and seeing just how they've invested immensely in basketball on the African continent, both on and off the court. To cut a long story short, many moons ago, I was approached and I was asked, do you want to interview Patrick Ewing? And I said, sorry, you're asking me what? Asking me? To interview who? Why is that even a question? And boom, in the studio for the very first time was my interaction with the NBA and NBA Africa. And, and so on and so on and so on. This is about George Land. This is about NBA Africa Senior VP and also Head of Strategy and Business Operations. Who's here in studio with me? George, good to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, heard so much about you. It's my first time meeting you, but yeah. know that you're the premier sports journalist on the continent. So it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. That's an honor. It's a difficult one to swallow because I, when I heard, when I heard, I might not own what you've just said, but I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you. When I, when I heard about NBA inside stuff, I was a kid. I loved what I was seeing. And that inspired me to so much more. Yeah, football was the number one passion. But when I saw what was going on in Inside Stuff and the ownership of that show, I said, I want to do television. And uh, when you went on to win all these multiple awards and the Emmys and everything else, I said, absolutely, I am inspired then. And here you are today. Little did you know of that little story. (laughs) (laughs) What was so special about that? Because we we were so hooked. It was on the public broadcaster, so we kind of like had to watch it. You know, it was a great time. Yeah. Um, We started that show in 1990, uh, 1990-91 season. And it was one of the things that the late Commissioner David Stern insisted on with uh, a new television contract with NBC. Yeah. That we have a spot, 30-minute spot on Saturday mornings. And it became sort of legendary. That that show was ahead of its time. We were we were doing features with all the players. We were doing fun stuff. We were doing highlights. At that point, you know, it was hard to get basketball highlights, so people would tune in on Saturday mornings to see the highlights from the from the night before. Yeah. We would stay up all night doing the show and deliver it to fifty Rockefeller Center at like four in the morning for the eleven o'clock, you know, show. 
Um, it was a great time. I worked with Ahmad Rashad and Willow Bay and Summer Sanders and uh, some of the best times uh, of my career. Yeah, if ever you pick up my book, the name Ahmad Rashad is there. Simply because of that. <laughs> he was my mentor. He was my mentor. Incredible, incredible human being. But also, you know, we talk about so many things and I know we're not going to have time, but here is something that you might remember. We are here to celebrate greatness. For the final time, number 24 on the floor, 6'6", five-time world champion, Kobe Bryant. Turn back the clock there to block Trevor Booker. And desperate to get to the basket and score. And he does. Kobe, number two. Well, they're playing to him, there's no doubt about it. A lot of bounce, a lot of energy. Every night he gives them a strong move. Going to the basket. Oh, pretty. And one. Kobe. Oh, boy. Jacks a two. Oh, boy. Four in a row for Bryant. Look at Kobe. Give me the ball. Feeling it. Firing. Oh, got him all. This is like old times now. I look at you and you say, yeah, memories. And I know you were at that game. I was at that game seven years ago today uh, that took place. And one of the most special moments I've ever experienced as a, mm. as a fan to watch Kobe, um, who I had first interviewed as a high schooler uh, because he was part of the McDonald's All-American game. And I used to be my gig. And so when he was 17 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I was the first NBA you know, colleague to, to yeah. interview him. And, and over the years, we, we became friends in my time during China. Um, he would come every year. And at that point, we were developing a show together. So we'd become yeah. pretty close. And so I came for the game. I flew over from China for the game. And he missed his first five shots. And I remember thinking, man, I, ho I hope he gets into double figures this game. Yeah. You know, because he's, you know, he's past his prime. And then to watch him will himself you know, just mind over body mm. and become what he, you know, what he was. It was amazing. And to sit there and just think about the 20 years of watching this young man perform, uh, it was, it was, it was great. And then afterwards, uh, he went into the press conference yeah. and he got asked questions in English Italian and Spanish. Spanish and he answered in whatever language he was asked the question and it was it was just an amazing amazing time and I stayed to the very end with with his family as he took photos with them the last time in, in, in Staples as a as a player uh, it's something I'll always remember um, it's, it's something that that lives with me yeah um, and I'm, I'm so glad I was there for that and, and today, I mean, I've got to remind when we posted, so many of the basketball fans were like, this is incredible. Are you, are you joking with us? Is this man coming to your studio? And I was like, yeah, because we also, you know, commemorating, you know, the anniversary of Kobe's last game, his 60-point game that we're talking about. And that's why I kind of dug into the archives. We've got to remind people what this meant, a historical occasion for a historical man. You know, 2010 was big for South Africa, but I had also the pleasure to, to be with him at, in Orlando at uh, the Nike Center. One-on-one -on -one interview. 
again, like I say, cementing what we're having right now with the NBA and continuing with those conversations. Yeah. And, you know, the, the one thing that people forget about that game, he did score the 60, which was the highest yeah. point total of any player that whole entire season. But, but they were also down by 15. And he came, he, he brought them back single-handedly almost. And, and they ended up winning the game. So it, it, was, it was classic, classic Kobe. Stick around because NBA Africa Senior VP is here with us, Head of Strategy as well as Business Operations. Uh, George Land is here. Any questions? We are an interactive show, so ask those questions. Don't right at the end and regret it. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. As of our chat, as I said, yeah. The exciting thing is that we were talking about greatness before the break. And when you talk about greatness, we are in the middle of the play-in tournament as well as the NBA playoffs tip off this Saturday. Yeah, talking about this Saturday. So LeBron as well as the Lakers qualifying from seventh spot. I don't know what else, George, can the fans look forward to in the upcoming weeks? It's going to be an yeah. epic epic playoffs. I don't think that there is one team that is sort of this year the the just the full-on favorite. Obviously Milwaukee is is a favorite obviously in the west. Denver's played very well. Uh but you know, you can't count out some of these teams and yeah. especially in the west. Um you have five teams, the top 5 teams. Um you have the Denver Nuggets, you have the Memphis Grizzlies, you have the Sacramento Kings, you have the uh, the Clippers, uh, and you have the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. None of them have won a championship except for the Sacramento Kings, and that was 72 years ago when they were the Rochester Royals. So you have these five teams, you know, that haven't won a championship, and I think they're they're all they're all good. Yeah. And uh, now that you have Kevin Durant back with uh, with the Suns, they are formidable. Um, you know, you don't know about Memphis and how they're going to perform because mm-hmm. they're they're so young, uh, but obviously they're very talented. Um, in in the in the East, oh, and of course the Lakers, right? You have LeBron um, and AD, so um, they're sort of a wild card. You, yeah. you know, are they starting to get it going now? Maybe, maybe. Um, it, it, it would seem like it, though. Yeah, you know, but only one team. You know, since we went to the sixteen team format, yeah. uh, who was seated lower than fourth has ever won it. And that was the, the, uh, the 94-95 Houston Rockets. So it's, it's rare that someone that, you know, a seventh seed. Isn't, isn't LeBron James about rare? Isn't he about whatever's never happened is going to happen this time? Isn't he about that? That's, that's true. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's, it's so worth tuning in uh, because, you know, his greatness is on display. I mean, the yeah. guy just does not seem to get old, even though his age says he's older. His game is not older. Um, so it's, it's pretty amazing. And, in, and then in the East, you know, you have two teams with, with two guys of African descent who, you know, really could be MVP of the league this year. And so it's really exciting to see Joel Embiid healthy. And I think he's in the middle of, you know, at the end of a regular season that, you know, could see him as MVP. Um, And of course, Giannis is just the unstoppable force. Uh, And, you know, he just seems to be getting better and better. So, so there are going to be some amazing 
um, matchups, and I think the 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 playoffs will speak for themselves. And I hope everyone tunes in. I know you will, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and, and I will. But I hope everyone does. messages as well, just saying, please ask where can we tune in, where where can the South African audience actually watch? The games are going to be on ESPN, right? And also, we have NBA League Pass. So if you go to the NBA app and you can sign up, um, you can you can also watch the games there. But they'll be on ESPN, and um, you know. There'll be games in our prime time, um, especially this first round. So I hope everyone can tune in. There will be a time where the games are on uh, later in the evening, in the night. That's crazy. Um, we, we never get to sleep. That's why we come here sometimes just trying to wear sunglasses. But we can't because we're live on YouTube. So people are thinking, is it trying to be cool? No, it's like, no, we've been watching. <laughs> you know, we've been watching NBA games. But it's worth it. For me, it is worth it. Here's a question that's coming through. Josh is calling us in Alberton. Good evening. Hi, Mr. Marava, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Man, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. And so it's an honor to speak to you as well. Great honor um, chatting I, to you. My question is actually a bit of a two-part question. The first question would be is there's a lot of, there's a lot of South African youth that have, a, that have a deep passion for, for basketball. You know, a lot of schools are playing basketball now. I mean, you look at, you look at King Edward School there in, in Joburg, they play basketball. What would the obviously I know there's a lot of logistics involved, but what are the chances that we'll be able to get one of the big teams like you know Chicago Bulls, LA Lakers to actually come out and actually play a match for the South African audience? Sure, that's a good question. Um, before you drop the, I know you got a second part to your question, but I'll ask you to hold on so that we don't miss a beat on that one. You want to handle that, George? No problem. Yeah, sure. Look, we've done global games all across the, the world. We haven't done one in Africa yet. And it's something we're looking into. Um, and, and when I say South Africa, we haven't done one in Africa sure. on the continent. Yeah. And so at some point, that's going to happen. Um, we don't have a timetable at this moment, but I know it's going to happen at some point. Uh, so, so, Josh, I, I hope you can hold on. Um, it's coming, but yeah. we just, you know, we, we're still looking into the logistics and, and, and thinking about how that would work yeah. for the well, team. Was we, we've seen, uh, I don't know if you were there, Josh, uh, it started off at the Standard Bank Arena, uh, then it had, you yes. know, and, and, and those are more, you see the big superstars, but those are more exhibition-type games. So you're not going to get the guys going, you know, full on like we saw, you know, when, when the Lionel Messi came here for his last trip to South Africa. The, the agreements that are made, like, hey, don't go and injure the guy. You're talking about multi-million dollar players here who can't afford to be injured outside of their employee. So when they do, there are repercussions. And I think, George, those will be one of the things that you would have to consider is that it's got to be a proper game played in a proper surface. And that is why you don't just play on any surface, even for those exhibition games. No, that's right. And that's, that's part of the calculus, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, is that we have to find arenas that are NBA uh, ready arenas. Yeah. Uh, the courts have to be sort of you know, perfect approved. for NBA yeah. approved. Yeah. Um, we've had Africa games, as you're as you're referring to mm. in, in in 2015, 17, and 18. Those were, like you said, exhibition games yeah. where all star players and African oh, yeah. players came over and they did an exhibition game during the summer. Yeah. Um, at some point, we like to bring teams over yeah. and have them compete on the continent. Yeah, Josh, go ahead. Uh, well, the the second part of the question is. Is the NBA looking at South African or African players in general uh, to, to you know, bring them over to the U.S. so that they can enter that arena and, and compete at that stage? I mean, we all know South Africa is a, a, a sport-mad-loving country. I mean, we, we're very passionate about our sports. But, 
you know, I think I think as as a South African, we'd like to see if if we can compete at that level. So mm-hmm. is there is there talks with South African teams to go up against those big teams or, or even the universities to see if we if we can match that or take players over there? Before George even answers, Josh, let me ask you a final question: Is that are you aware of basketball without borders? No, I'm I'm not actually aware of that at all. Yeah, so that would have been the foundational step that NBA took. Um, you know, so when you had so many different players uh, that came through here to lay the foundation, if you look at the development that's happened, uh, even in the Northwest, uh, you will see what, is, what has happened there. The, the facilities are incredible. Uh, it, 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 it's something that boggles the mind. I, I would urge you, uh, once we finished with the show, just to Google basketball without borders and see what they've done especially in Pukeng uh, because Pukeng have got some of the the, the craziest facilities both for men and for women and they've done some amazing work when I talk about amazing I'm not hyping them up it really is it's almost like standards that you would wish were happening in other parts of South Africa but they have started yeah definitely definitely Joshua Lewis appreciate your contribution and I'll let George answer the rest yeah thank you thank you Robert Uh, you know we we're really trying to develop players from grassroots to elite. And what you refer to in Peking at the Royal Bafa King, that was our first junior NBA program. Um, we have junior NBA programs all across the continent. Um, we have a scouting network now that we look for talent and we try to send them to the basketball without borders camp that you just referenced. And in fact, um, in 2011, Joel Embiid, was one of those campers. And in 2012, Pascal Siakam was one of those campers. That's how they were found. Um, And we have an academy in in Dakar, Senegal, where we have 24 of the best players on the continent. Um, So to Josh's question, we're developing that. We're looking in South Africa too. We we have junior NBA programs that that we have that we're looking to try to develop talent. And it's going to happen for a South African. Uh, at some point, um, we're, we're focused on making sure that we develop the talent all across yeah. the continent with South Africa, obviously being in our backyard. We, we would love to see a young man or woman um, play in the NBA or the WNBA. I mean, as, as we chat now, I got one of the, the leading media personalities who's, who's worked in cricket before. He hasn't given me permission to use his name. I'll have Kazi. I'll, I'll drop it anyway because he's just sent me a text now. He says, you know what? <laughs> he says the vibe at school matches. And he's, he's sent me three different video clips. He says, my son has given up cricket. So cricket was his dad's vibe. Now he says, my son has given up cricket for basketball. So it is these kind of stories that will make you smile. When he talks about the vibe at the schools, come on, George. Hey. Look, I have a 17-year-old son who plays here in South Africa as well. Yeah. Loves the game and, and the vibe at these games, these high school games, these club teams. It's amazing. Uh, the kids are passionate. We, we have coaches that, that, you know, my basketball ops team has helped develop. We have, um, you know, coaches clinics to help coaches learn to teach the game even better. Yeah. Um, and, and the talent is, is, is really good. Um, and, and so we're just trying to, trying to help it get to the point where it can become elite. Yeah. I was talking about Dikembe. Dikembe Matombo comes and he talks about the hospital that he built. That, you know, 
you want that kind of energy and 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 the beautiful thing is that he's brought so much passion energy personality to the game every time you know he's been to south africa and that is why i always admire the heart of what the nba players do when they come back you know to africa and that is why you heading off north now you're going to be going off to uh, to cairo you're going off to egypt that's right we're going to be there uh April 26th through May 6th for the second leg of the BAL, um, the Nile Conference. Uh, And we're going to have six teams there playing to advance to Rwanda, to Kigali for the playoffs and championship. Um, There'll be eight teams in in Rwanda and um, looking to crown a third champion. We had um, a team from Egypt the first year, a team from Tunisia last year, and uh, this year, uh, Tunisia's out, okay. so um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who 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 gets the championship this year at the BAL. Cape Town Tigers, possibly Cape Town Tigers. They, um, you know, they signed Zaire Wade, Dwayne Wade's son. Um, but even on top of that, they have a really good team, <laughs> and they're coached well. They have a good ownership group. Uh, so you know, we're looking for big things from Cape Town Tigers. You've answered my question why Dwayne Wade's been coming to SA so often. Hey, we just see him, you know, stroking tigers and things on the game drives. In time, he's kind of like, you know, dropped his son off, said, hey, chill, yeah, Cape Town's great. So I love that. Tell me about the store, though. I mean, it's just down the road here in Santon. And as you go down the escalator and you see NBA store, you almost feel like you're, you're in New York. And it's a real deal because people are warming up to it just Give me a, a quick wrap in terms of how's that doing and, and what can people look forward to as far as the store is concerned? So the store is a beautiful store and it's our first um, NBA store on the continent and we're lucky enough to have it right here in Stanton Mall. Um, and you're right, it's catching on. The merchandise is beautiful. Um, sales are good, um, but we encourage everyone to visit. We have also a, an e-commerce site as well. And we're looking to expand the number of stores in South Africa and across the continent. So um, I'm seeing more and more jerseys around, which is nice to see. Yep. Uh, and so it, it, it tells me that it's catching on. Yeah, if you're wondering, yeah, George is a veteran of 27 NBA seasons. So he's not just somebody who talks about it. He's lived it, gone across to China. He's improved the broadcasting. Hey, we might steal you here and just uh, you know, give us a little kick <laughs> the backside and say <laughs> what's going on you know get this TV thing going let's see what we saw in China happen here because I mean you you were great January 2013 to 2019 NBA China launched a new captivating show and it was prime time on CCV5 and so on and so on w- what was the difference there briefly I know we don't have much time yeah, that was a show that uh, I co-wrote with a with a, a colleague back in in New York. Um, it was a lifestyle show. It was yeah. a two hour show in primetime on Thursdays, and as soon as we launched it, it became the number one sports show on CCTV five uh, for seven years. The seven years I was there, it was number <laughs> one, and it was really about bringing a localized flavor to our league and um, and talking about things that we knew that the Chinese audience. We'll watch and look. There's a there's a huge population there, but we were getting, you know, an average of four million viewers a night, and um, and it, it, that was an amazing time. Uh, it was nice to see C- CCTV warm up to the idea, uh, which we had to sort of uh, convince them that this show could be a game breaker. And by the end, we were just 
such great partners with CCTV5. Thank you for keeping us company during COVID, man. You know, we, we, we loved what we were seeing. I was like, is, you know, the story of Michael Jordan. Wow. And you're such an, a major, major part of that. Um, that. That's probably substance for another show. But all I'm saying is thank you for keeping us company during COVID. We needed that. No, our pleasure. That was a show that uh, we, had sh- we had shot behind the scenes of that team in 1998. And it took 22 years for us to finally get everything perfect to put that on air. And uh, it kept me captivated as well. I couldn't wait until Monday morning when the, when the show dropped here in South Africa. Um, yeah, it was, yeah it was you kept great. us on tenterhooks, man. That's all I can say. Really did. George Land, thank you so much. As I say, this has been our last stance. This has been. Go watch it if you haven't. It's actually be a disgrace if you haven't.